you know. <laughs> Fame. <laughs> yeah, David uh, Bowie wrote that song. Most people don't know this part. He wrote it with John Lennon. And uh, these are two guys that knew something about fame. You know, David uh, Bowie, in an interview about that song, Fame, it was really interesting because he was very bothered by how fame was being seen as a kind of a be-all, end-all type thing. And for Bowie, that, that fame was something that followed you when you did something exceptionally well in, in life and that he feared too many people today were uh, pursuing fame by any means possible and they were pursuing fame for fame's sake. And in his mind, that was a totally different thing and really uh, just kind of out of, out of order for him. He uh, kind of cautioned at the end of that interview, and he said, anyone who pursues fame just to be famous, that it will leave them empty uh, in, inside. And so we're starting this series, uh, Got Carrots. And uh, I had a young man catch me, and he goes, you know it's got milk, right? And uh, I said, you're kidding me. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, it is about that continual pursuit of more in life. And in this series, we're going to look at things that people pursue, things that are uh, fleeting, they're evasive in life, and they're things that will leave you empty in and of themselves, all right? You know, things that people chase that often when, when you get them, well, they leave you wondering, you know, what you really got. They leave you wanting in life. And I suspect that some of the things that you're pursuing in life are actually very futile pursuits. They're endless pursuits. And that you're chasing carrots, so to speak, that carrot on the stick, that you keep chasing it, but you just can't get to it. And it is a lie that many people believe today. You know, it's that if I could just get that, I'd be happy. Now, I'm not sure what that is for you, but that is the thing that you believe is going to change your life, is going to satisfy you in life. And it's that thing that you think you're missing. And if you just had a little bit more of it, you'd be happy. And so you keep chasing it. And it is something that promises a lot in life, but I will tell you, it will deliver very little in the end. And today what I want to talk about is fame. And I think this might be the greatest pursuit in our society today. You know, there might be more people pursuing fame than at any other time in our history of our world. They want fame. You know, people are pursuing that. I want to be known. You know, I want to be admired. I want to be liked. I want to be followed, accepted. I want to be respected. I mean, I'm not going to do anything, but I want you to respect me. And I want to be famous. And I know, as I say that, the vast majority of you are going, yeah, I think I'm good on that. 
you know, I'm not, I'm not pursuing fame. Well, think again. You know, you may not be pursuing that kind of full-blown fame, so to speak, but I believe we all have these cravings for fame on a kind of a micro level in our life because we do want to be loved. We do want to be accepted. We do want to be followed. And so we pursue fame, and I think we do it different ways. You know, the, the fact is fame. I mean, what's your name? What's your name? You know, for some, I believe it's when you overcommit in life. You know, you end up doing more than you really want to do. Why? Well, because you don't want to let anybody down. You know, you you have this deep need. I want to be liked. And so consequently in life, this micro craving that you have is you say yes instead of no. Because you want people like you. Or, Or perhaps it's when you want credit for something that you do in life. You want everybody to know that you did it. You want everybody to notice, you know, whether it's at work or at school or maybe for the team, you want people to know. You want people to know that you gave or that you served. And friends, I believe that's a micro craving for fame in life. You know, for some, maybe you, you're, um, I'll be trying to be nice here. You're overly sensitive about things. You know, somebody gives you a little critique about something and you see it as a form of rejection in your life. Uh, You see it all the time. Someone will post something online on social media and uh, a lot of people be like, oh, that's cool. And all these positive comments coming in. And one person makes a negative comment and it unnerves you. I mean, people actually pull their post down. They're, they're, it frightens them. Yeah, that's not fair. You know, they, they don't really understand who I am really. And I, I need to let them know. It's, see, social media, I, I'm just going to say, social media is a breeding ground for what I would call false fame. And it is a breeding ground for discontentment in your life. You know, living for the likes you know, longing for that love and that reassurance. And they're all these little micro cravings for fame. Now, for those of you that you truly are kind of living above all this, you know, you're not hungry to be liked or known or admired or respected or followed or famous or whatever. Well, let me say this. There's a really good chance that your children, some of your friends struggle with this in their lives. I was reading a a study kind of preparing for the series, and uh, in this study, they found that uh, kids between the ages of 10 years old and 18, their number one desire, and it, it, it was pretty staggering how many this was their number one desire. It wasn't to be rich, wasn't to have great relationships, wasn't to be successful or to achieve something in their life. Number one desire, be famous. They also found that 50%, and hold on to your seats here, 
people between the ages of 20 and 35 believe that their life should be made into a movie. <laughs> half the congregation laughs, the other half goes, well, I think my life should be in a movie. But uh, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to anyone, but when I read it, I just started laughing. I just started laughing. I go, you got to be kidding me. So they, the fact is they found that one in 12 people would disown their family if they could be famous. One in nine would give up ever being married or have a love in their life in order to be a household name. And one in six would give up ever having children if they could just be widely known. People willing to give up valuable, significant relationships just to be famous. It's both shocking and very tragic and sad. Now, I want to be clear here. There's nothing wrong with being famous. In fact, I believe if you excel at what you do, if you are the best of the best, the brightest of the bright, If you're insanely talented and you rise to the top, whatever your field is, that fame's almost inevitable for you. And and if you study the, the Bible, you know, and I believe the Bible actually makes a case that God made people famous sometimes in order to use them. I mean, David's a great example. You know, David is faithful. He's obedient to God. If you read the story at the point that he took on the Philistines, he's victorious in it. And scripture says this, says, so David's fame spread throughout every land and the Lord made all the nations fear him. If you read everything in that that chapter, you you begin to, to understand that God made David famous. It's the same thing with Solomon, his son. And if you don't know the story of Solomon, there's a point where God offers him anything he asks for. Think about that. Anything he wants. And Solomon says, I want wisdom. And and God, I think, was so blown away by the request that God goes, wow, you know what? I'm going to give you riches and fame as well. Again, nothing wrong with it. Being famous is an okay thing. In fact, Jesus became famous. You know, we're told in Scripture that he was teaching crowds of people about the kingdom of God, and then he was healing people. He even raised people from the dead. And Scripture says the crowds grew more and more, and that his fame grew. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with being famous. But the pursuit of fame for fame's sake, the pursuit of fame can be very dangerous to your faith. I believe the pursuit of fame, again, just for fame's sake, it will change the trajectory of your life. It will lead you away from God. And it will take you in the direction of selfishness. 
which I think is one of the struggles in our culture today. Fame. It is a fascinating topic. For centuries, in order to be famous, a person had to do something significant, memorable. You, you had to be one of the best in whatever your field is. You know, whether it be a leader or an inventor, or politician or an athlete, you know, artist, actor, actress, you know, being the best required a, a thing called commitment, discipline, creativity, skill, integrity, you know, hard work was important. I believe social media has changed all that. Now, now you can pursue fame and it's just about it getting attention, being silly, you know, sing off key, post it, and wow, look at that, aren't they cool? You know, smashing you know, your face into a piece of bread. Have you seen that one? I, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Now, it, it, it just seems like, okay, this is just me, but it seems like if you're, Bizarre, strange, weird. I mean, the goal, again, the goal is likes. I need likes for this. I need followers. I I need people to repost so that it can go viral. And underneath all of that, you can become famous. And I believe it's a craving for fame in life. Now, I understand you can leverage that attention, all right? You can build a credible, legitimate following, and you can make a real difference in someone's life. The, the, the fact is, if you're willing to look at your content of why you're doing it, and then use that to, to make a difference in someone's life. You know, it's, it's all built, built around that. But it's a strange thing. And, and my point in saying all that is be very, very careful pursuing things that are empty. You know, be very careful in your life that the pursuit of fame and being liked in life doesn't draw you away from God. You know, be very careful that when you chase that thing called fame, that you're not doing selfish stuff in your life. Because fame can destroy people. And this world is littered with lives that have been dismantled because of a thing called fame. You know, and it's especially true when we're seeing so much with uh, the social media stars today, you know, taking their lives and, and finding life meaningless because here, here's a heads up in life. People are fickled. They will move rather quickly to the next best thing. And the Bible cautions over and over to of the dangers that are involved in pursuing fame. And maybe you don't buy what the Bible has to say, but maybe you believe Jim Carrey, you know. Jim Carrey, he said, I, I wish that everybody would be rich and famous. 
and that they would do all the things they've ever dreamed of in their life so that they would find out and figure out it's not the answer. It's not the answer. And so I'm like, well, what is the answer? Where, where is the answer in life? You know, there's a, a guy in Scripture, and uh, he had an opportunity for fame. JTB, John the Baptist. Yeah, he's a cousin to, to Jesus. And I, I heard this the other day. Do you know what John the Baptist and Winnie the Pooh have in common? Yes, they have the same middle name. That's water cooler talk on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured people would say honey, but anyway. Uh, you know, John, John the Baptist, he, he's this strange prophet in his day. And he dressed in animal skins. He only ate uh, wild locusts and honey. And uh, he was considered a bit eccentric. And what it did for him was it created quite a following for him. You know, crowds of people would gather and he would preach and basically say, I'm preparing the way. Repent of your sins. You know, judgment's coming. There's one coming after me, though. And so we got JTB. He's so charismatic and and he's so interesting The scripture says the crowds got bigger and bigger and bigger. His popularity grew. The number of followers grew. And so people are running up to him all the time. They go, are you the one? Are you the one? Are you the one? And I I believe if John had been born in our day, it might have played out a little bit different. You know, he would have go, you know, I need to really uh, kind of uh, leverage the attention I'm getting now. You know, I'm going to build a platform. I'm, I'm going to build my own brand. And that way I, I could create an income stream. And I, I'm going to be a YouTube sensation. And, you know, I'll get all these followers. But that's not what he did. You know, when, it, when the crowd would, would come to him, they go, Hey, are you the one that we've been waiting for? He goes, No, I'm not. In fact, he says this, says, after this was his message, after me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. You know, he says, in light of Jesus, he has this posture in life, this attitude. And I think it's an attitude that you and I should have in life. You know, he says this, he says, he must become greater and greater talking about Jesus, and I must become what? Less and less. That's a very different attitude, isn't it? It's very different than the attitude of this world. The fact is, he says, I need to be less. I, I want you to see more and more of Jesus and less and less of me. You know, the world would take it a different direction, wouldn't it? You know, the the world would say, oh, it's about me in life. You know, we are so meistic, especially in this country. And we learned it from the father of lies. You know, Lucifer, from the very beginning, 
he was all about himself. In fact, if you read the, the book of Isaiah, Lucifer's still an angel. He's in heaven. And just in a couple verses, you really get to the heart of who he is. You know, scriptures, it says this, it says, you said in your heart, again, they're talking about Lucifer, Lucifer talking here, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the throne, the mount of assembly, on the utmost heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. I, 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 you know. I'll be famous. I'll be known. It is about me. In contrast, you got John the Baptist going, no, 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 no. It is not about me. I am on a mission. And I want you to see less of me and more and more of the one that come to save us. And I think, how do you do that? Especially in our culture that pursues this thing called fame. I mean, how do you function in this world? How do you represent Jesus Christ on a daily basis? How do you deal with fame? And I think it all boils down to one thing, motive. Motive. And I, and I would just want to ask two questions today. Two very pointed questions. And I beg you to just be honest with yourself and, and answer truthfully for yourself. And the first question is this, who are you representing in life? You know, when you show up, when you do something, when you talk, when you post. And please do not give me the Sunday school answer. You know, oh, oh, it's Jesus. It's always Jesus in my life. You know, when my grandkids uh, were little especially, they would come home from church and uh, we'd, we'd ask them, what was the lesson about in the zone? And they would always say, Jesus. I think because it was safe, and if they weren't paying attention, they'd be safe with it. Who are you representing? Oh, Jesus, yeah. Do you? Is that true? Because I will tell you, as a pastor, I think I'm supposed to say Jesus, and I want to say Jesus. But, but if I was honest... That's not always the case in my life. There are times I'm like, well, I wonder what people think about me. Do they like me? And I'll be honest, sometimes that's embarrassing. And it's always convicting. You know, when I'm preparing for for a message, my routine is to read a lot, study, kind of immerse myself in whatever the topic is. And initially, whatever the topic, it becomes very, very personal. And I usually get cut and bruised along the way, kind of wrestling with whatever the topic is. It's how God works. See, God works in me 
and then he'll work through me. And preparing for this, there, there was just that point that I finally just said, okay, God, show me. Show me the areas in my life where I'm out of, out of the lines, out of the boundaries. Who are you representing in your life? You know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago because the Apostle Paul, he tells us who we're to represent. And he says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us, which is exactly what he does. God wants to work in you and then through you. And I wonder, as you think about this past week, the things you did, you said, you posted, you wore, the, the decisions you made, the way you acted, who did you represent? You're called as Christ followers to represent Jesus Christ. But be honest with yourself. You know, let, let God's spirit get inside your heart and cleanse you to the point you can say, less and less of me and more and more of him. Second question, whose approval matters the most to you? Again, the, the answer should be Jesus. And you may want to say Jesus. But the truth is, too often we look to the crowd and we look to culture and we participate in things we shouldn't. Well, why do we do that? I, I want to fit in. You know, we're not a shining light sometimes because we're blending in. We want to blend in at work, at school, at the health club. You know, be, because why? I want to be liked. I want people to like me. I need that in my life. You know, the Apostle Paul, he says this, he says, for we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. Our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. And Christ followers, you are a messenger, an ambassador for God. You're to represent God everywhere you go. You are approved by God. In other words, God notices you. He sees you. He accepts you. But you've been entrusted with the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. Your, your purpose is to please God, not people. You can't please him anyway all the time. It's all about Jesus, Jesus alone, ultimately. You know, motive matters. He says, he alone examines the motive of our heart. And just in case you don't get it, 
you know, Paul, a couple verses down, he's going to reiterate this and push, push on you on this particular thing. He says, as for human praise, we have never sought it from you or anyone else. Whose approval matters most to you? Less and less of me and more and more of him. Is that the case? You know, less attention on me and more glory to him. You know, less about my name and more about Jesus' name. You know, less about following me and more about following Jesus Christ. You know, friends, some of you are chasing carrots in your life. You know, it's that micro-craving that's deep in your soul. And the fact is, you're you're chasing the thing called fame. And it is empty. It'll promise you everything and give you very, very little in return. You are called to a higher calling. Something greater, something better, something more fulfilling. You are not called to be famous. You may end up being famous, but you're not called to it. You're called to be faithful. You're called to be faithful to the one that's always faithful to you. You know, Jesus gave his life for you so that one day you you would go to heaven and Jesus will say to you, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, Jesus isn't going to say, well done, good and famous YouTube star. You know, well done. You, you were really popular and everybody always liked your stuff. You know, well done. You, you got a lot of people following you. You got 10,000 followers. Way to go. No, no, no. That is not what's going to happen. It is going to be well done, good and faithful servant. And, and some of you need to hear this today because the fact is you serve every week and nobody knows your name. But Jesus does. Jesus knows your name. And he notices the serve, even when nobody else notices it. You know, when, when you give, and nobody knows the sacrifices you're making, but Jesus knows that. And one day Jesus is going to look you straight in the eye and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Way to go. You gave water in my name. You know, you, you gave the, the Christmas boxes. Made a difference in some kid's life. You, you fed the hungry in my name. You prayed for the sick. You were pulled alongside them. You visited the prisons. Oh, whatever you did in my name, whatever you did for the least of these, even when nobody applauded, There was applause in heaven. I noticed the sacrifice. And your faithfulness made a difference. See, you may not be famous. The world may not know your name. But you know the name that's above every name. Prince of Peace the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Savior of this world knows your name. And he intensely watches everything you do. Your, your name's written in the book of life for all eternity. You may not be famous, 
But friends, you are loved and you are accepted and you were chosen by God and you've been redeemed and you've been blessed in your life by the creator of this universe. Never, ever forget that. You know, when you realize what God sees when he looks at you, friend, you will quit living for the popularity of this world and for the world's approval in your life, and you'll start living for God when that finally registers because you will realize it's all that really matters. It's the only thing that's going to last. Less and less of me. more and more of him now that's an attitude worth living and that will get you a long way in life that satisfaction that joy that that thing that's missing that he wants so bad you start living that way less of me lord more of you you'll find that missing piece you will Let's let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God, God, we praise you today. God, this whole thing, fame. God, just show us the areas where, I mean, it may just be a little tiny thing, but wherever it is that we're chasing it. God, help us to see that. God, help us to release it, to let it go. And God, help us to just live our lives. Audience of one, Lord. All we need is your approval. Nobody else, nothing else. May we please you with all that we say and do. Give us the strength. Give us the opportunities this week to move that direction. Less of me, Lord. More of you. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. This day and every day. And God's people said, Amen. Let's stand. We're going to worship, prepare for communion, and um, let's continue with worship.